welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. Next in our Team Archetype series, we're discussing comic relief characters. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy smith And I'm Clifton. All right, as a reminder, in case you're coming for the first time here, this is part of our Team Archetype series where we focus on uh, the different roles most commonly seen in team members in media. We've covered already team leaders, geniuses, renegades, so be sure to check all of those episodes out if you haven't already. But today we focus on comic relief. Maybe everybody's favorite role. Maybe the most polarizing. I don't know. <laughs> um, where do you guys want to start? First person to come to mind, actually, I guess, when you were um, thinking this episode out. Who, who jumped to mind? My first one was Gilligan. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Nice. For those of you who don't know, for those of you playing the home game, there once was a show called Gilligan's Island that ran in the 60s. It was black and white at one point, and then it moved to color or possibly technicolor, depending on what television set you had. <laughs> um, but it was about a, 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 a cat. Was it Captain? Was it was, was Skipper? Skipper and his first Skipper. mate. Yep. Skipper and his first mate, Gilligan, and they wanted a a three-hour tour out of Hawaii with a, a movie star and a, and, a, and a professor and a rich couple and, and, a, and a farm girl from Kansas, and, and they got they got lost. It's like it's like the original Lost, but um, <laughs> on this wacky island where the Globetrotters eventually show up, and there's robots right. and 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 headhunters and all sorts of stuff. Everybody but a smoke monster, right? Yeah, yeah. but they had you know they at one point they got superpowers. It's crazy. But um, when I was thinking about it, I, I thought back to like, what was the first, like when I realized that was a thing was character was comic relief or a character that was strictly there to, you know, um, you know, make you laugh or to, to make you, to make you, you know, be like, Oh, this guy screwed. So, you know, it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the, 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 the molecular structure of the show is that Gilligan messes something up, right. whether it's them mm-hmm. getting off the Island or something as simple as like, you know, a coconut radio or whatever the professor's built. Um, Gilligan was that character to be the comic relief. Mm-hmm. So that was the first one I thought of. I was like, Gilligan. And then, and then it was, you effed up little buddy. That was right. my, that was my next thing. So <laughs> yes, I'm sure it's on somewhere. It's gotta be streaming someplace, right? It's never bad. Yeah. It's gotta no. be streaming somewhere. But clearly a comedy because if it was like Lord of the Flies, he would have been piggy. Yeah. Yeah. They would have oh, dropped yeah. a, they would have <laughs> dropped a rock on him immediately. Yes. Because he was totally, I mean, you'd, you'd like like Reed Richards on your island. Poor piggy. Yeah. <laughs> Not the comic relief. But um, right. you had, but you had like Reed Richards on your, on your island and you should have gotten off after the first episode, but Gillen, Gilligan would constantly screw it up or find a way to screw it up. And it wasn't, I, I don't think he was, he was smart enough to sabotage it on purpose, you know? So it's just part of the character yeah. being comic relief, right? He's That's just what, clumsy, you know? Right. He's right. like, he's like Urkel. Like he would just do something, right. you know? Somebody forgot to tell him something or like, yeah, it just, it was never, it was never, uh, uh, malicious, never malicious. No, never no. at all. Just, uh, no. you know, uh, no. that's yeah, Gilligan being Gilligan. Know. But they were so kind hot on some of his goofs. Jesus. Right. <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, one of the first ones I can remember like pointing to, I mean, granted he plays the same sort of character in a, in a show called uh, the many lives of Dobie Gillis, which is like even earlier than Gilligan. Mm hmm. Um, where he plays Maynard G. Krebs, but that's a whole nother thing. So he's a beatnik in that one. But, yeah, but again, that was he's like a Jack Kerouac character. Like. Right. Exactly. Yeah yeah. 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 But he's, he's definitely the, he's definitely the comic relief in that as well. Um, but yeah, Gilligan's my choice. My first, my first, my first thought when I was like comic relief, yeah, Gilligan. 
All right, I like it. We normally start with superhero-y. This is right. good. Mm-hmm. This is good. That we're, we're, we're <laughs> Which is definitely what the bulk of mine are, but not all. Oh, really? Mine. Yeah. No? Mine no, too. I... Okay, good. So, all right, Clifton, why don't you go in? So who did you start with? Um, I started with, um, since I said most of mine are comics, I'll just go with comics. I started with Spider-Man. Mm, yeah. Who's known as a solo comic relief character on his own yeah. all the time as far as you know, using his, the quips and the fights and, and mm-hmm. there's been different explanations and different stel- and different tellings from different writers have given it different reasons why he does it. Some to, you know, keep the, them off guard, some to deal with his own, you know, nervousness in the situation. It's kind of like talking through it to build up confidence. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's always been a character that's got the sarcastic quips that, you know, seems to take things lightly sometimes, uh, but has a whole lot of heart most of the time. And, and so as a solo character, yeah, comic relief, but then there are times when he's been on teams in comics, like the new Avengers. Mm-hmm. Right. And in that he, he definitely serves as like the comic relief in those yeah. teams. Cause everyone else on those teams is always much more serious. Cause like new Avengers, you know, has <laughs> like Iron Man and, and Captain America and Luke Cage at the time. And who else was on that team? Spider-Woman. Yeah, Spider Woman. So it's definitely he's the one that brings like the the lightness and the 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 joviality to the mm-hmm. team more so than anyone else in that situation. So that's where I had him is is definitely the team comic relief. Yeah, he's a good choice. That's right. Yeah. Again, I was when we were thinking about teams, I wouldn't have thought about it, but then I forgot about New Avengers and the fact mm-hmm. that anytime in any given situation where he's with around the, around a group of superheroes, he's the one that's right. He kind of falls know. into that role. Yeah. Mm. For sure. Movies too, a little bit. He's a good choice. I was one. That was something I was thinking about too, was the idea of, you know, what, what happens when your comic relief is also your lead. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Cause it does happen a yeah. fair amount, you know, yeah. you know, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty regular. So, but as in this case, it's again, you know, talking about Gilligan, Gilligan happens to be, it's his show. Character. Right. So they couldn't pick you know. him off of it, but no, <laughs> but yes, he is. He is the one that's, you know, happens to be the comic relief as well. So. Right. <laughs> Did you guys catch Gilligan's Island last night? No, I missed it. Oh, it's crazy. They drowned him. <laughs> yeah, killed him with what? a rock. A giant What's rock. What's going to happen next week? I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't no. know. I don't know. It's a, posh- it's a posthumous episode. That's why they're still calling it. It's a tribute to call yeah. the island Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Oh, Gilligan. Tommy, how about you? Uh, no, I, I, just like what Clifton was saying. I couldn't help but think of comic characters, but now that now that Gilligan brought in my horizon to an unbelievable extent, <laughs> mm. for some reason, the genie from Aladdin popped up in my head. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Mm. it's a great yeah, one. It's a good one. Yeah, because if you look at that, everybody's not as funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, for sure. But him, he yeah, but him, he's funny. Like in fact, when he's serious, it's like really sad. <laughs> well, <ultimately, laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, the genie from Aladdin. Uh, Laugh a minute, literally. Um, I uh, I rewatched that, you know, really, really recently with my son, and it's been years since I've seen it. Um, and it's like now I'm watching it now, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, I bet there is there is nothing in the script about genie whatsoever. It's just like Robin Williams does whatever he wants here. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. There's he had no lines, <laughs> just. Just go, Robin. Just improvise. Oh, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll animate around it. That's a good one. But of course, it, it started a whole uh, 
black hole of every Disney <laughs> ancillary character that you know the pet whatever right. it was like for for what was it um I want to say Mulan but I'm not thinking Mulan I'm thinking uh what's the one with the uh the one with the rock Moana rock Moana oh, oh, yeah. oh Moana <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the rock. <laughs> you already forgot. <laughs> I thought you were talking yeah, about a wow. Disney character that was a rock. I was like, which oh, one? Yeah. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, because yes, because I'm the Solemos cookie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about the chicken because that 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 oh, that jumped in my head too. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yes, but you had the dragon in Mulan since you did mention Mulan, which yeah. was yes. Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, I forgot about that. I always laughed that they had to have a Juilliard trained actor to be hey, hey. Uh, yeah, was it Alan right? Tudyk? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's t- yeah, Alan Tudyk is 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 hey hey, and I think you went to Juilliard, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Alan Tudyk, but you know, I'm a huge fan of Alan Tudyk. But yeah, it always, always makes me laugh that yeah. hey hey is you know, I get to see him when the, all those things of like you're a chicken in in his acting classes came back and you know, <laughs> you know, it is it, it came back for him. Yeah, yeah. No, Genie is a good one though, because like that is it's an it's an action adventure musical mm-hmm. without him right without him and mm-hmm. then all the comedy comes from him and then some from uh iago's gilbert God- or gilbert godfrey's uh iago the parrot character yeah, yes. mm-hmm. yeah that's the other yeah. it's the other little bit of comic relief we get but mm-hmm. other than that yeah it's like you know it's a fantasy adventure movie and and not mm-hmm. much comedy but yeah what you're getting at though is it did start that like that all animation has to have big name a-list mm-hmm. celebrities as voices that's still going to this day which is yeah, funny because yeah. it, it it is robin williams in that one but he also did fern gully i think which came out slightly before they were definitely in the same year mm. and he's the mm. bat in fern gully and does basically the same thing but everyone remembers a genie and aladdin and not bat that's in, funny. not the bat in fern gully but he that's isn't funny. both uh, rather, at the same time fern gully's so preachy right no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Avatar. It's, it's basically if you've seen right. Avatar, you've seen Fern Gully. So yes, mm-hmm. yes, or Dances with Wolves for that right. matter. Yeah. yeah, Avatar, the James Cameron Avatar, not Avatar, the right. Last Airbender. Uh, it's even got a giant tree. Like it's totally Fern Gully. <laughs> it's totally. <laughs> it's Fern got Gully, the giant life tree. Yeah. Mm. yeah, to me, it's the big lead-in for Avatar. Yeah. If you've seen Fern Gully, then oh yeah, it's a live-action <laughs> version. Yeah. Yeah, what was it? Sing two, whatever came out that actually just had a poster with like all the actors on it. it like that was when it was going too far for me. Is when they they're just showing you like all these actors to be like, this is who's in it as voices. You oh, won't really? see them, but mm. yeah, they didn't even show the cartoon characters. I they mean, they had. show them like they show the real actors next to like the cartoon characters that they're playing, but like they're in a red carpet or something. It was it was a little too far for me. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah, I disagree with that. It was uh, a giant so stand-up in the movie theater hallway. Really? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Hmm. I did Michelangelo. He was the first to come to mind. Not He's surprising. A, he came to my mind as well. He's a Renaissance mm-hmm. character, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he think, was, he um, was the, the comic relief of the painters back right. in the day. And sculptors. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And sculptors, yes. <laughs> During the Renaissance. <laughs> yeah. Did some amazing work and, and some great improv. People don't know that. Yes. about michelangelo oh you're talking about the turtle though you're talking about the turtle oh, yeah he was uh i mean ne- never my favorite turtle growing up <laughs> right ah you know never my favorite turtle growing up but uh except in the 2012 series because 
for some reason, I think it was the fact that, that it was the performance. I think, you know, Greg Sipes, who played Beast Boy in Teen Titans and, and you know, a million other animation voices at this point, he was Michelangelo. And he's like, he's so perfect for it. He's so perfect for that mm-hmm. character. And I love all the episodes where, like, his bizarre mindset, like, comes in handy, like, when they go to Dimension X and stuff. And, like, nothing makes sense over there. But to him, he's like the savant that can work. <laughs> like like the the new state of physics and stuff like that right. and how like he understands it perfectly yeah um yeah it's fun he's such a fun character in in that in that iteration especially i think yeah and the uh booyaka shah yeah <laughs> i think it was literally probably just greg sype saying something and like yeah let's use that <laughs> yep i think so too. i think that's something he probably has just been saying a lot and then they're like yeah, yeah we'll use it <laughs> He's a character, man. If you ever go go look up Greg Sipes' interviews or something, they are yeah. a trip. He's so great in panels, though. He's like... <laughs> I'll talk about chakras a lot. Yep, he does. In, in his Love. panels about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. Or Teen Titans, too. I mean, I said Beast Boy. I mean, he was on my list, too. Like, he's kind of perfect for it in, mm-hmm. in, in that show, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of Michelangelo too, though. Even all like you, you bring up the 2012 Nickelodeon iteration, but yeah, in kind of all of the iterations, somewhere along the way, it became like, yeah, they all like pizza. Yeah, they all like you know skateboarding, but like somehow he's the crazy one. Yeah. <laughs> like somehow Michelangelo is <laughs> the crazy one. Yeah, uh, more so than the others. Somewhere that that came along, was it 87 cartoon or movie? Like where would you say that started? I would say the cartoon. I would say the cartoon okay. definitely, I think, you know, a movie definitely follows suit with it for sure. Cause mm. he's a million percent it in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, right. it's just, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I'm sure that there are stories out there where he's, he's, you know, wearing a different hat for a time, but I mean like that, I mean, that's why he came first. I mean, it's just like, he's so rarely painted outside of those numbers. Mm. Right. You know? And who was the original voice actor for him in the 87 cartoon? That one was Townsend Coleman, I believe. Okay. I couldn't remember. Off the top of my head, everybody. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so what else you guys got? I'm assuming everybody's lists are huge because this is the one that's like, it, it, like along with like leader, mm-hmm. there's one in like every iteration. Usually, yeah. Of, of every team. Like there's, right. no, there's not anything I could think of that didn't have this. Mm. Right. In some. Yeah. You know, in some cases, I thought, you know, it could be argued who it was. I think that there were kind of multiples on some teams. Uh, we can kind of get into that a little later, but. Yeah, I had one for, for animation that I, that I was like, I love this character so much. Okay. And that's Launchpad McQuack. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I give it to right? That's a good choice. Yeah. You know, that was one I was thinking about. I'm like, I, you know, there's some characters I really, really love that are comic relief. And it's always. I mean, every now and then we get a sort of, you know, we kind of peek behind the curtain of what his life is like. And sometimes it's a little sad, but it's like, no, no, generally that character, you could, whenever they're thrown to that character, you know, it's always a gag or it's always a laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Launchpad always, just when I think about the character, I'm like, nope, love that guy. That guy's awesome. He's, he's kind of dopey, but no, love him. He's the best. Yeah. He's a good, like, um, I'm trying to think also again, multiple iterations, air quote mm-hmm. iterations, new ducktails out. Same thing, right? He's definitely Mm -hmm. comic relief there. I think the kids are played a little bit more also, um, Mm. for sure, in that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, 
yeah, there's no arguing. It's him. And then Darkwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it in Darkwing also, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He plays the same character, but he doesn't take away from his comedic talents. Like, wherever he is, he's dopey. He basically mm-hmm. destroys every plane he ever steps on. But yep. nonetheless, <laughs> even in the most dire of consequences, he's always there to uh, pull it out. But yeah, if you look at DuckTales as an action-adventure comedy, I mean, action-adventure show, Launchpad is not the one to take serious ever. No. No. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, you know, always, I got it. I don't got it. You know, that's yeah. usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, yes. That's, yes. that's Launchpad in, in, in a sentence. I got it. Oh, we don't got it. <laughs> and I love that about that character. That's what yeah. it was always, always makes me laugh. Here's a, here's a weird one that I okay. just thought of. Roadblock in G.I. Joe. Either that or Shipwreck. I was going to say Shipwreck. I had Shipwreck oh. on my list. You were going to yeah. say Shipwreck? Okay. Yeah. I had Shipwreck. Why Roadblock? Right. I'm curious. Because he always had the one-liners. Yeah, and the rhyming. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the battle, he would always say a rhyme or a line. Come on, Joes, let's go. You know, is this yeah, yeah. some dumb and they rally him? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, but also, like, he, he also had no problem. Like, like when it's him and remember, isn't there one where it's like him and Cobra Commander are trapped together in the movie? And the whole, yeah, in the movie, and the whole time he's like just taking the piss out of him by saying stuff. Yes, like, just, yes. Suddenly, yeah, he's messing with him, just effing <laughs> yes, with him the yeah. whole time. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, insulting him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah old to time, his like yeah. to his face, and he's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's not for it's not for Cobra Commander's sake. It's not. It may be for his sake, but it's mostly for our sake. Yeah, but he's, yeah. he's messing with Cobra Commander, so I, I'd see, I'd see Roblox. But I also, but I also had Shipwreck on my list. Shipwreck was definitely one that I thought okay. about. That a lot of time is is played that way. Not always, but a lot of times is played that way. Mm-hmm. He's the one whose voice definitely comes out for us when we're joking around. <laughs> we're talking about right? toes, yes. Yeah. Jesus Bazooka, yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he was mine. Bazooka yeah. was mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's 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 uh, he's dumb as rocks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. Alpine will ask him a question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's the he's the one that like everybody kind of picks on now because he's like in the football jersey and mm-hmm. right, right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Yep. And a helmet. Yeah. Yep. I remember there was some episode where he was like talking people through defusing a bomb or something, and it was down <laughs> to one wire, and right, and he was still like he couldn't decide like which one it was. <laughs> No, <laughs> he's had some concussions that bazooka right. mm-hmm. that's yeah, my guess know. yeah exposed to a lot of loud noise yeah, yeah that too yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point yeah you find that rock in the air one too many times man mm-hmm. and then shipwreck gets the like being the comic relief it's it's even more alarming when he gets that episode set where he's being brainwashed to think he has a family like that makes it even more horrific like when he starts yes. seeing the melt and, yeah. and, and like thinks he's going insane that stuff yeah. is so traumatic Ooh. yeah especially so sure. because he's the lighthearted character like yeah. right. he put through that yeah. ringer yeah i forgot about that that is yeah. awful so he got yeah. he got the for the man who has everything treatment yes. yeah yeah yes. yeah he does wow. yes. you're right yes. yeah yes. he absolutely does it's like a two it's an ep- <laughs> like two-parter uh series somewhere along the way Oof. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they showed that to kids. I forgot about right. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is horrifying. With no kind of warning, nothing. <laughs> None. It goes in a strongly like a normal episode, and, you, and yeah. when it occurs, like yeah, yeah, yeah he's screaming. Yeah, he's got Again. a wife and a kid, and and mm-hmm. and then they start melting. Yeah, similar. Uh, Zach, similar to uh that Constantine um DC animated special. 
Oh, the showcase. The yes, yes. Oh, what's that called? Uh, the mystery the house, of mystery. house of the yeah. house of Myst- journey to the house of mystery or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Similar to that. Yeah, except Constantine was in hell. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shipwreck wasn't. That was the mm, that was right. yeah that was a a deeply involved Cobra plot. That was just <laughs> Doctor Mindbender. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. At yes. work. <laughs> All right. I had um. I put uh, Bones from Star Trek on my list a little bit. Hmm, I'm curious what okay. you guys think. I can I can see that. that. I can definitely see that. Um, it, it's it's he's a weird one because he's like not like he's grouchy, and that's like that's <laughs> the reason he's funny, right? right? Is it like Generally, nobody else, yeah. right? Like like nobody else in that universe on that crew is like that, right? And no, so like really. I think paired against like just like the the, the stoic like professionalism that everybody has yeah he's hilarious <laughs> you know? well i mean i think you know i think it's kind of like the the play like i guess in star trek it's supposed to be wagon train in the stars mm. he's supposed to be like the crotchety old doc <laughs> but at the same time i agree with you no one else is like like he's so out of place as a as a character in within the setting of a starship <laughs> yeah you know, like you know, like you would think people would evolve past being so crotchety in that time frame, but no, <laughs> not really, not not Bones, not not uh, not McCoy, no, not at all. Yeah, it's a good choice. I would have thought about him, but yeah, when I think about it, there's a lot of there's a lot of good bits with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I think you know Carl Urban plays it up more in the yeah Kelvin oh. timeline movies for sure. He takes that and runs with it. His introduction in the first one, I love. <laughs> cracks me up every time mm-hmm. wife took the whole damn planet to divorce <laughs> while she left me within my bones right. <laughs> i love it mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah you're right i mean he's definitely aware with aware of it at that point he's like right. yep it's me i'm i'm the i'm the comic guy here yes right yeah scotty was always funny with his accent yeah right and his in his lines but yeah yeah, yeah there's a lot of a lot of Poking fun at rules and regulations and whether what they were drinking and all that good stuff. Was there one on the next generation cast? Who would you say? Worf. Worf. Wow. Data, when he would try to tell jokes. Yeah. Was actually yeah. ironically yeah. enough, comic relief was mm-hmm. how yeah. terrible he was at telling jokes. Which mm-hmm. is a fun angle to take it. Even when he tried to get coached by Joe Piscopo once isn't Joe that Piscopo. an episode? Yeah, yeah. Where he yeah. like summoned Joe Piscopo yeah. to the holodeck. Yeah, to like Captain coach him how to well tell jokes. Yeah. yeah, I think it malfunctioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got the wrong one from that cast. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that episode. Though. Honest, honest <laughs> to goodness, one of my all-time favorites is that episode. Yeah. Tell me, Joe Piscopo. <laughs> yeah, that's just the history being rewritten for that era. Yes. Yes. Joe Piscopo. No, okay, sure. The 20th century's greatest comedian, Joe That's Piscopo. Right. That's right. Jeez. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. But yeah, like honestly, though, I do think Data was comic relief a lot of the time. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like, it no, was just—it was that, like yeah. a very dry comic relief. 
Well, I mean, there's also like the instance of like what's what's the early one where there's some kind of something goes viral on the ship and it affects everybody, and you know full well that he and Tasha Yar got together. Oh yeah, that's like in yes. season one, early yeah. in season one. That's yes. early on, right? Yeah. That's a, that's one I know. Like he's played for laughs in that, right? So, yeah, no, a lot of the comedic bits did come from Data. I didn't even consider that <laughs> at all. Yeah. I mean, occasionally you get Riker, but Riker was too suave right. to make the full joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought about that. Any you guys watch Deep Space Nine? Oh, yeah. I saw some over the years. I'm trying to think in that in that iteration, who would be the comedic relief? Um, it's, no, I know it is. It's Quark. I, yeah, the Ferengi. I was gonna say it's it's definitely Quark. Yeah, yeah, for sure it's Quark. After that, I dropped off a little. I couldn't tell you what um, Voyager would would have. Uh, what's his name? The what's the guy that ran the the kitchen? Oh, the guy that used to be on Benson. Neelix? Yeah, Neelix. Yes. Yeah, good good <laughs> pull, Clifton. I, I, yeah. I, if you told me, you know, if you told me my life depended on pulling that name, I'd have been like, well, right. guess what? Guys, it's been a good run. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I would never have gotten Neelix. Yeah, but he was peed on Benson. You're right. right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that I know. <laughs> and then again, in, in Voyager, you got some dry comic relief from Robert Picardo as the, oh, the, do- the doctor. doctor. Yes, yeah. yes. But again, that's, yes. but then again, that's also returned to the crotchety doctor too, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause he didn't like humans or, or anyone besides him right. basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this, all big fans of the show here. Mm. Venture brothers. Oh, that's easy. I like to hear okay. this answer. <laughs> who's who's answer my answer yeah yeah uh i was uh, it's tough because it's, it's a tough room it's extremely I mean, every, tough everyone gets mm-hmm. to play everyone basically plays gets to play that part you know everyone's got a part to play in that where everyone basically gonna you know do something that's gonna make you laugh at one point or another but who's the mm-hmm. biggest hank that's who i say i don't know hank's the goofiest i say hank too hank's he's the goofiest, the goofiest but I, I dr venture Oh my yeah. god! Well, no, I'm not saying you're <laughs> wrong. Rusty Venture makes me laugh, but I'm saying yeah. like, like, cho- like chooses to like. A lot of times when I was thinking about about comic relief or the comic relief character, I was thinking of who punctures the pomposity or the seriousness of the moment on purpose, and mm-hmm. it's always Hank. Hank's always doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't be wrong. There's times like uh, you know, sing a Technotronic song to me, <laughs> and they, right. you know, yeah. yes, yes, and then. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, Brock starts to sing. But when I was thinking of you know of characters that do it like you know when you're, irreverently or when you're not supposed to, you know, like a kid that cuts up in church, I was like, that's Hank. Right? <laughs> I'd argue said I'd argue said that's Rusty. I'd, I'd make that argument for Rusty because even in the most serious rope moments, you can never take Rusty seriously. Whether he's trying to uh, oh, I would never switch. take him seriously. No, yeah, no, but that's never. that's. But that's the point. Even when he's serious, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes because sometimes to me Hank is a, a, a I guess a, a splash of cold water because mm. every third line he's not wrong, <laughs> he's right. not wrong. But Rusty Venture, mm. no matter what dire circumstances, uh, trying to be serious, he always mm. says something stupid funny. I mean, it's just it's either he's not getting it or or he he's he doesn't he doesn't read the room he never reads the room right rusty venture well, right never well yeah, yeah that's true this is great though i mean this is why i asked for this one because it is one of those where like it's kind of everyone at like sort of situationally mm-hmm. yes if you want to even like expand it beyond to, to like the, the core how like sergeant hatred sergeant yeah. hatred is is like 
Yeah, he's up there too. You know, he's definitely up there, I would say. Um, Monarch? Oh, tremendously. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about yeah, right? I like, forget about the Monarch. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. One of the, that was one of the strengths <laughs> about that show is the fact that everyone, because a lot of times that doesn't always work where it can't work. And again, I think it's a, it's a slam on, a, like you hear it a lot when people talk about, um, like say Joss Whedon and some of his characters, that everyone tries to have the same, you know, moment or line or whatever and it doesn't mm-hmm. always work but i think venture brothers is one of those shows where everyone gets that kind of moment and it works for them yeah because i think it is so often so often rooted in character right oh yeah how about what about the henchman um what's his name that the one that died 24 yeah 24, 24. he always says something stupid <laughs> just as, as a, when something happens He'll do a reference towards something that's right. insane, you know. <laughs> you know? Ooh, yeah, or they, or they, or, those uh, guys, rest- those scary, yeah, yes. scary guys. Guys, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But for uh, what the Whedon universe, it's it's either uh, what's his name, the Zeppo. Oh, uh, um, are you talking about uh, Xander? Yeah, yeah, Xander, yeah. Xander for mm-hmm. uh, certainly. But in Angel, you don't really get that strong comedic is i think i think the baton is passed in angel it's wesley at first but then wesley grows up yes and he's not tremendously tremendously yes yes spike spike at spike in the beginning spike but towards the end of buffy oh i i just want him to shut up it's like you're not funny I was thinking of my favorite 24 line from venture though what's that (laughs) i got stuck in my head he tells 21 it's when he, it's at the beginning of season two and he picks up 21 at his house mm-hmm. and tells him a beard is no substitute for a jawline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's true. Very true. Oh, funny, funny. Well, yeah, I agree with Sander too, but yeah. I'm one of those people that also says that, um, Joss Whedon also did it for like, he just like, he plugged in anybody there who, who needed to be it for that moment. Right. Yeah, it was always. If it was a Xander poignant moment, he wouldn't be the one. It would be somebody else. Right. Mm -hmm. Buffy would have the crack in that one, or Giles. Right. Right. But there was. But I would say that there there was one of the characters that I had from Whedon that was that was more so than I'd say all the rest. Okay. And that would be Wash from Firefly. Oh, easily, Mm. easily. He yeah, easily yes. Even even when like for example like when he wants to be you know, included in something. He wants to basically prove his man, you know, how big a man he is. And it just goes awry by like, like, you know, he wants to be kind of quote unquote part of the landing party and, you know, and does do something as opposed <laughs> yeah, to yeah. pilot. Yes, yes. And it just goes awfully, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets like, I mean, from the opening of the show, he gets the first open line and the first open bit. And again, going back to the great Alan Tudyk, it's one of those things where, you know, he, he just, that, that care. I mean, it's one of those, you know, in every, in, in every series, like in every, episode of that show he he has something funny to say or funny to do like my favorite is the one with um when they have uh christina Hendricks on as uh saffron right mm-hmm. and she's unwittingly married to 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 mal the, the new mrs reynolds yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Reynolds. <laughs> yes. and she's talking about how like you know how she's supposed to serve you know how a woman is supposed to serve her husband and zoe gives him the look and he's like quaint the fact that she's you know that she's doing all these things for mal <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. knowing that that's not their relationship at all. So, 
Yeah, uh, you know, it's that's that's the one I think of like cl- across the board. Grant, I agree. I'm the first, like I brought it up. I'm the one that says, you know, Whedon does it a lot in his stuff to everyone in the moment, and that's a knock on his stuff. But I think Wash far and away is the character that he definitely allowed to be the comic relief more so than any other in any other series. Mm-hmm. All right, I have another one though. I have another cast that's uh, okay. All right, who is it here? So I'll throw it okay. out. Okay, ready? Avatar. Last Airbender. Sokka for me. Yeah, Sokka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, my, that's my pick. Yeah. But again, yeah. like, is everybody in different moments, right? right. No, for sure. sure yes. but, that, but that works yes. there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does definitely work there, I, too. I think, it, I, think, I think it's what makes the show so wonderful, yes. is that every single instance where, like, not only is it Sokka sometimes, like, it's sometimes it's Sokka in his own episode where he's the one that's going on the journey. Like the and rap battle, he is still one. Well, like I'm th- in like the Swordsmaster episode where he's getting mm-hmm, trained. Yeah. Oh, you mean like all about him? Okay, but he's yeah, still yeah. the comic relief, right? In his one, in his own, where he's the lead, and he's the well, one yeah. going through the <laughs> the change. Yeah, yeah but you also know? in um bitter work, where mm-hmm. he's trapped and is up to his neck, where he's uh <laughs> yeah in, in the in the trap in which uh he he uh befriends a um like baby moose antler mm-hmm. or moose thing or whatever yes if you recall i remember yeah but not nah, for the most part i say Sokka, just just mm-hmm. because i say generally too Sokka, Sokka and and uh momo <laughs> yeah 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 right. definitely momo <laughs> momo almost always but yeah mm-hmm. i mean i i do think katara can do it also at times with like you know with the what was it the the fortune teller that episode where she's like obsessed with like always like wanting to know like her future in every single situation mm-hmm. and that's played for laughs too you know right one jumped up at me but it's comic book is um matter eater lad <laughs> okay because i mean he's just absurd i mean his, his <laughs> well, power yeah. alone to me is like really uh, he just eats stuff yes it, it yeah it, for me it feels it feels plastic man vibes as far as a person who shouldn't be there, but it's useful in some strange form. Right. Mm-hmm. And there is like a whole subsection of superheroes that we kind of get like that, where they give them powers that are so ridiculous and then they right. intentionally yes. so, yes. or they give them powers that are useless or seemingly useless mm-hmm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of cut the tension, you know, satire, the idea of superpowers in general mm-hmm. and yeah, mm-hmm. matter eater lads one, but then you get into the whole, like you're talking Legion of superheroes and then you have the substitute heroes that are all that. Yeah. yeah, like infectious yeah. laugh that just yeah. makes people sick. Yep, <laughs> like yes. that's her power. Yes. She can make anyone sick. And yep. I forget who else was in the who, who was in the substitute heroes, but they were all people who had applied. There's, there's the kid, Stone Boy, right? Yeah. Stone Boy, yep. who just turns into a statue. Uh, he can't move. Like he can't. He just, he's not the thing. He just, he just, he just turns, he into, just a turns rock. into a rock. Yeah, chlorophyll yeah. kid. <laughs> chlorophyll kid. Yeah. Yeah, who they yeah, had all yeah. aspired to being members of the Legionnaire and were always voted out whenever they took yeah. new members. And, and then they're all that's left in one. There's a color kid. The kid yeah, who like all he could point. do is just change the color of things. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess, I guess we should um, also then uh, point people in the direction of the Legion of uh, substitute heroes episode of Legion of superheroes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cartoon, the cartoon which series. is so fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So check that out on HBO Max. You will not be disappointed. Yeah. Those guys are trips. It is awesome. 
And that is just a fun <laughs> overlooked show in general. Uh, yep. I think a lot of people yeah. missed when it was on, ran two seasons and is available streaming. Uh, if you like those, if you like the superhero cartoons. Yeah, I have another zany superhero one. And it was, okay. it, I got to it from Spider-Man, of course. And that is Peter Porker, the spectacular <laughs> spider ham. Right. And again, like this is one people now familiar with, with spider ham from into the spider verse, the fantastic movie, one of my favorites. And so in that place, in that role, he really does fill the role of, of comic relief on a team. Right. Prior to that, I do wonder when people saw into the spider verse, how many people thought that that was a reference? The spider pig was a reference to like the Simpsons, <laughs> Homer Simpson, spider pig bit right. from the Simpsons. Ah, I film. about that. Yeah, I did I wonder if that. people are like, Oh, like they're, they're referencing that, but no, like right. Peter Porker, the spectacular spider ham was originally created in 1982. So it goes yeah. back that far and <laughs> was in the, at the time Marvel had like a imprint of comics called star comics where they put all their stuff aimed at, at younger, younger readers. Like Muppet Babies cartoon uh, comics, Muppet Baby comic books and stuff, and right. and Peter Porker uh, Spider Ham ran in that because I do remember picking them up at Seven Eleven when I was really little, and I loved the goofiness of it. It was yeah. a uh, mild mannered spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig. I think a lot of people <laughs> don't know that, but yeah, I mean he would team up with Captain America and Hulk yes. Bunny and <laughs> yep. Goose Rider. Yep. It was great stuff. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so in the film, in the film, he's clearly like comic relief taken to, you know, the nth degree where he's mm-hmm. just a cartoon. In a cartoon, he's the Looney Tune cartoon character in an already animated cartoon where crazy stuff right. happens. And I think it's such like a, a fun, clever idea to do with him. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gargoyles. Who's the comic relief mm-hmm. in that one? I have an idea, but because mm. it's it's subtle, but the character does have the most jokes, in my opinion. Most jokes. Yeah. Was it Broadway? No. No, you know what? I hate to say it. It could have been. It should have been Broadway. Because I was thinking okay. Brooklyn. He was Brooklyn was snarky, <laughs> but not funny. As as Broadway right. was always goofy. Yeah, I would say Broadway. I I take that back. I totally uh, misread that. But sometimes Hudson too, I would say too. The Grouch also. Right? Yeah. 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 Because it made me think I was gonna say Snarf, but I hated Snarf. <laughs> well, Snarf was comically. Yeah, he was definitely was. Snarf from Thundercats. I could not stand it. To the point that now uh my brother trolls me by saying his snarf snarf line <laughs> to me all the time because I, I just get in fact I'd hang up on him as soon as he says it, regardless of what we're talking about. I thought you were going to say he just talks in a worried old grandma voice like Snarf no, all the yeah. time. <laughs> no. All he has to do is say that word twice, his name twice, and the way he says it. And it's right. like, I can't stand that character. So we talk about um, the thing a lot when we bring mm-hmm. up Fantastic Four. We don't really get into Johnny that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think this is this is kind of a perfect spot. Because, I mean, again, sometimes it's it's thing, but mostly it's Johnny. I would say. Right. Wouldn't you guys say so? I disagree a little bit. Not because okay. he doesn't do jokes, but I think Ben is the inadvertently 
the comic relief because he always gets jokes played on him. Like when he's going mm-hmm. through the Yancey Street game or when he or when Johnny's playing jokes on him. Right. It, he's he's the butt of the joke. Right. He's the schlamazel. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 <laughs> Every time. That's my that's my only argument. Not to say Johnny doesn't try to be funny, but mm-hmm. most of the jokes land on the um on the feet of um Ben. ben. What do you say, Frank? Of that, I, I mean, I think, I think I agree that it's it, that Ben is the butt of the jokes for sure. Because mm-hmm. again, it's almost a Roddy Dangerfield. I don't get no respect thing. Yes, from the right. Yancey, from the Yancey Street Gang, and sometimes from from old uh, uh, Matchstick Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that you know Ben isn't necessarily. Hmm, I mean, Ben doesn't really get like it's it's very rare that he gets Johnny back, or you know, does anything. Oh, I mean, he never starts it. I'll put it that way. Right, right. You know, he's not the instigator. Johnny's always the one that's like, you know, I just did this to Ben, you know, and then Ben freaks out and, you know, threatens to kill him. Um, <laughs> you know, that's usually how it goes. Right. So yeah, I, I'd say it's Johnny generally in that. Yeah. The other thing is Johnny's. I mean, the other thing is Johnny's impulsiveness, and as well as the fact that he just doesn't, um, he doesn't take a lot of stuff seriously. Until it's someone not taking him seriously, and then he gets serious. Mm-hmm. You know, that's generally Johnny in a, in a nutshell. Is as soon as he, as soon as someone doesn't want to take him seriously, then he freaks out and get you like, "Let me just show you how serious I am." And it's like, right. "No, dude, you you know, you're about girls and hot rods and 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 going supernova. That's your whole right. bit, right? You know." Um, There's a bit I really like with him in, uh, like I mentioned before, not too long ago, the Grant Morrison Fantastic Four one two three four. Hmm. And there's a bit in that where he, you know, he does something at, at Ben's expense and hurts mm-hmm. Ben with it. Right. And, you know, then goes about his merry way like he does because right. you know, he just leaves Ben to clean up whatever mess it was. Right. And then he's on a date with like a supermodel or something driving in a convertible like through New York. And like, it's just bothering him because now he feels guilty about it. Where He's like, right. I, he's like, I, like, I feel bad. Like, I went too far. Did I? Yep. Like, did I really hurt Ben's feelings this time? Like, I feel bad. And, and like, he's the supermodel keeps trying to get his attention. And all he's thinking about is like, he probably hurt Ben's feelings and feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. And, and to the point in that scene where he's just like, oh, I'm just going to go apologize and just like flies out of the car, <laughs> like leaves the girl in the car. And she's like, what about the car? And he's like, just keep it. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yay. And like, that's how that scene ends. I was like, yeah. it's so. Like it, it's such a good scene for that where he's like, it's his impulsiveness. He doesn't care. Like he's so mm-hmm. in his head, but like he does care about his family when right. push comes to shove. That's what he cares about. Yeah. Isn't his hair on fire at one point in that scene too? Yeah. When he's driving down with the convertible <laughs> in the top open, he's got the flame yeah. on his hair mm-hmm. <laughs> and not paying attention at all. Cause he, he just feels bad. He hurt his best friend's feelings. Mm. I love that bit. Yeah, but yeah, but one of the one of the ones that I thought of that I can't believe we had, that I haven't got to yet. Um, when I was talking about comics, is um, and one of them definitely gets played more for comic relief without the other than than the, than the two, like we've seen outside of outside of comics is is Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, right? Like I yeah. like I think yeah. Booster Gold and like outside, especially in the animated stuff, is definitely like the one that's played for laughs more outside of mm-hmm. comics than Blue Beetle. Yeah. Yep. Um. But you know, for a time, especially in the Giffen de Matias stuff, it's it's the two of them. Once they find, once they put those two characters together, 
you know, when they realize they've got comedy gold with the two of them, <laughs> that, you know, they're the Lucy and Ethel of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and they're running <laughs> schemes. I mean, it's, what's great is like for a while they're goofing around, they're running schemes and they're like Kui Kui, the island where they're trying to make it the Justice League island where they could make some money off that and that didn't work out. And then they've got some other stuff. And there's one really great issue with the two of them um, where they decide, again, they're trying to like, they've got a money making scheme. And then it, it's one of those moments of Giffen Demetti stuff where you get, it gets really poignant out of nowhere. And it's always it's always fun to see the two of them sort of like not necessarily get to come up in, but that's definitely a moment of like, uh, well, <laughs> how do we deal with like this real life thing kind of bit <laughs> right. that I love. Um, but yeah, they're two that like like I said, booster especially in in like uh, was it uh, like Justice League action? I think right. He gets there's a couple of booster episodes. Yeah, there are. And I know there's just there's in Justice League Unlimited for sure. Yeah, and then do we get him in Brave and the Bold? I thought we did, yes. didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we do, but okay. not as many so, times as in Justice League action, right? But again, we don't like Ted is normally like a lot of times not played for laughs. If we have him in something else, he's played as being you know a straight ahead superhero, which I think is because again I've talked about it before in other episodes that when when Ted got his comic like when he after Crisis, he's played as a straight ahead superhero unless he's with his friends in the justice league. And then it was kind of night and day where it's like, he's super serious and he's like, you know, dealing with Ted cord problems and cord industry problems. And then when he's with his friends, he's goofing around, which I was fine with. I never had an issue with like, well, why does the job quite right? But no, it worked out fine for me. Mm. But I, I think the idea that I would, again, I'd love to see the two of them. Um, you know, I think they could do, you know, if you wanted to do something that wasn't, um, comedy based at DC animated stuff that isn't Harley Quinn, you could mm-hmm. definitely do a Booster Gold and Blue Beetle mini, <laughs> right. or yeah. or or at least a short of the two of them yeah. together would be nice. But we've never gotten For it sure. so far. Yeah. So, yeah, everything I can think of does just bring in Booster, and I mean, I guess mm-hmm. part of it is that if you're just gonna have a guest, it's easier to have one guest than two guests, right? And so he's the one that's a little, it's because it's it's Blue Beetle's always kind of at the whim of Booster's gimmick is how, like, right? He's definitely the the motivating factor in a lot of it is is booster gold's attitude and gimmick mm-hmm. of being the like what was he failed celebrity in the future yeah he was a he was a football star that, that basically pulls a pete rose and bets on his own games right and then gets caught right and then ends up a night watchman at the like the the like a museum for superheroes. Right. Like from the heroic age and yeah. then finds a time bubble that works and then comes back in time. And blah. Right. So to, with the idea of like, I can be a superstar back in yeah. time and yes. then, and then it doesn't work out then either. Right. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And right. That's the irony of it. Yes. That's a lot of the humor in it. Yes. Well, the, the other thing is the other factor is of course, Jaime Reyes who have like, I'm perfectly fine as a character mm-hmm. and more, as more and more as DC gets away from the idea of like, well, we can only have one of these characters living at the same time. You know, where the idea of like we can have two flashes or four Green Lanterns is becoming more and more in vogue. Um, I hope they get the idea of like, no, we can have Ted Cord adventure as well as Jaime Reyes, um, like young you know, hero, like coming of age hero, young hero. Yeah, yeah of course. Like uh, that, that I don't see what again, it's not something they can't, you know, can't make work because they're not the same characters that even though one's a legacy and well, they're both legacies actually. So, mm, right. But yes, Booster and Beetle. Yeah, they were definitely on my list too. Yeah, and then there's Guy Gardner too. Yeah, and that whole yeah. thing also in that book. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's again, that's another instance of where a lot of times, um, you know, a lot of characters get to wear the hat of have again since it was supposed to be like, a, what are superheroes really like when they're not super? You know, when they're not 
when they're around their friends is what it was. Mm, that book yeah. was a lot of the time. Um, a lot of characters get a moment to shine that they wouldn't normally get, you know, where they have to be, you know, chest out and, you know, arms akimbo in their own books. Um, in that book, they definitely got to be people for sure. And I agree with the, yeah, Guy Gardner for sure. You know, a lot of times though, he was the butt of the joke. Yeah, he was, but also the instigator too. Right. Oh, sure. Right. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> right. The bluster. He would have all the bluster and then sometimes he'd get the comeuppance too mm-hmm. because of the bluster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah similar character in, in like Suicide Squad. I was thinking about that team. It was definitely like boomerang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that he was, you know, he was constantly the one that was squawking about something that was quote unquote unfair, but while at the same time trying to mess with, you know, everyone he came in contact with from Waller to, to, um, you know, the, the other members of the team, Deadshot, everybody else. He was definitely like, you know, the comic relief in that book. You know, the, the old man boomerang from the comics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's classic, classic boomerang. Yeah. He's the one that what I love about it is like, he's just got like static with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like he just can't help it. Like he's just so unlikable that everybody, he just pisses everybody off when he go when right. he walks in the room. You know, and then and but it's you know is happy to a lot of times it's happy to do that or happy to play that role. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he relishes in it mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So I mean, in a lot of instances too, I would say you know you you th- this is one for me where I think doesn't work as well. Okay, um, when you're looking at the Justice League, okay, because I feel like by default a lot of times it's the Flash, right, and. I feel like it's uh, in some instances, it's just sort of, um, you know, shabby pattern recognition that we do. Like it's the flash. And so it always has to be him. But there there are instances where I'm like, well, no, like it works because it's a particular character in the flash costume. It doesn't. Right. It's have not, to be across, whoever the flash is. It works yeah. because it's Wally West. Yeah. It's right. not across the board in this instance. Right. And when you put and when you just like take that and move it to Barry. I'm like, it doesn't work. This is stupid. It should never be him. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I throw that out. I'm curious what, what you guys what you guys think of it. Well, I mean, Wally definitely works because of Justice League and you know, Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. That's the character they built for that. But I mean And Young Justice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, and then you could argue that, you know, the couple of appearances he makes in like Teen Titans or Teen Titans Go, they try to keep it um somewhat consistent, right? Yeah, in Teen Titans, he definitely shows comedic chops in that one. Okay. So that's but, that character, and that's fine. That's the interpretation. But again, to apply that across the board to say, like, Barry Allen's that same character, like, in, in the in the Snyder Justice League stuff doesn't work because Barry's Barry's fairly straight-laced. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked mm-hmm. about that before, the idea that Barry Allen's one of the few, you know, that's got, like, a job job, <laughs> you know, goes right. to work every morning, you know, wears a suit and a tie, even though it's a bow tie. Yeah. Um, you know, he does all that stuff for years, for decades. Um, but that's, no, uh, that's, no, so it's an interesting question to see who, who's the comedic relief on the Justice League because it's ever revolving, isn't it? I mean, um, generally, I'd argue say that sometimes it throws on Hal's lap just because he's supposed to be the hothead, doesn't take things seriously, his smug attitude. I would have gone with Ollie. That's if he's on the team. Mm-hmm. I'd go, I'm, I'm talking like, if you're talking like the Satellite League, I'd go with Ollie. Ollie's usually okay. the one that, that doesn't. That doesn't. It's combination of like you know that whole thing that when like it's it's a, it's similar to the way he's in, in Unlimited when they want they ask him to join and he's kind of like, you know I shouldn't be up here, 
you know, ab- above earth. Right. You know, I should be down where things are happening because I'm not, I don't want to set myself apart from humanity or above humanity. But it's, it's right. some of that stuff is, comes from directly. I fight crime with a bow and arrow. I should right. be up here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And that's some of the stuff that comes out of the stuff in the 70s where he's very much like, no, I'm an everyman. You know, he, they want to play him as a very everyman character. And then a lot of times, you know, the arguments he would get into with Hawkman, which I always thought was funny because I'm like, how's a space cop? But you're mad at the other space cop? Like your best friend is a space cop. <laughs> right. That you went all across the country with that, you know, that that gets asked all kinds of questions about social stuff, you know, social problems that he didn't have answers for. But you're mad at the other space cop, the guy with the wings. That guy makes you mad. That guy's the, mm-hmm. the, vo- the voice of authority, even though that guy, the one that works for the Guardians, is a much bigger space cop than the other guy. Never. I never understood that. Never, even as a kid, I'm like, huh? That makes no <laughs> sense. Why don't you throw these questions at your buddy Hal? You know? But yeah, that was my thing. It's like, I, I never quite got that. But I always thought that Ollie was kind of like, just for being, again, the guy, the, you know, kind of the human among, quote unquote, you know, the godly beings. Right. You know, because even Bruce wasn't quite like, they did, at least at that point, they weren't playing Batman like, um, like he was, you know, he was not the uber bat of the Morrison run stuff, but he was definitely not quite. No one ever really mentioned how human he was then. Right. No one was in awe of the fact that Batman was just a, more, a mere mortal in that time. He was just part of the team. So, but Ollie kind of filled that role. Mm-hmm. All right. So go back into your list. Who, who, who have uh, we not brought up that you guys still have on your mind? I was going to say Hellboy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I could see yeah. that. Sure. That's and a the good BRPD, one. as far as everyone else is, plays it straight or deals with the subject matter as it is, the Hellboy will always find a joke quip or even when he's dealing with it he's he's very spider-man like mm-hmm. yeah even he like what i love about hellboy is the fact that he he find even though he is like a creature of myth himself he always mm-hmm. finds everything he's in the middle of is to be as absurd as you might as a reader yeah like he consistently is like i can't believe any of this is happening and i'm a part of this i mean he doesn't fourth wall or anything but at the same time it's still a matter of like this is ridiculous and then i put um um, Smokey from um, Friday <laughs> in, a, a in a movie, yeah, yeah, sure. in a movie sure. filled with jokesters. He's yes. the joker. Mm-hmm. He's the joker that trumps them all as far as what he does. Yeah. Everything he does is mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, he's the most infinitely quotable one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Almost everything he does. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. Nonstop, and then it, it and then Smokey. Certain, yeah, mm-hmm. I had Orko. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like the snarf of He Man. Yes, yes. basically. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was trying to look for one for Transformers. I couldn't think of one because Prime. they really <laughs> was it. Ja- it was a jazz. No, not jazz. Catman. Oh no, I'm trying to think. But no, I was definitely yeah, trying to look for hmm. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was trying to think about it. It's kind of tough. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Lur- I, mean, I think movie. you're close, Frank. I mean, like knee, knee yeah, jerk. Yeah. Uh, I it's it's Ironhide. Yeah, for me Lur- in the sh- in the show. Yeah, but in the movie, I, like what uh, Clifton was saying, Rekgar. Yeah, yeah, Rekgar. Yeah, with the assist from Weird Al mm-hmm. and Eric Idle. Yeah, the voice, but Weird Al is the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's one. So I got this one. I was thinking again. It was um, I was thinking about comic relief characters, and I kept coming back to Iron Man in the movies. Right. Mm-hmm. 
that kind of like he's the the relief of, you know, I'd say him or Thor are the two, right? In the movies, in the MCU stuff. For the Thor Avengers. became, that's definitely the transition mm-hmm. that happened. Along okay. The way. Yeah, after, I feel like it, after it, Taika. Yeah, especially, especially with Thor Ragnarok and Taika Waititi's mm-hmm. influence. But I, but I think back to like, you know, you know, you're also small. Right. Petty. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> there's know, definitely some thing. humor there. Right. But I was thinking, I was thinking that, that most of the time it's, it's Iron Man, it's Robert Downey Jr. is the one that's making jokes. Right. He gets all the clever oh, lines. He gets the most yeah, clever definitely. lines. Yeah. You know. That's a, that's that's the same pathway I thought with uh, Bill Murray because I was thinking with the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. If, it's, if we're only talking yeah. about the first one, not the second one, the first one. Right. Uh, but he's but that way. Again, in, I'm saying he's that way in Stripes too. He's that way in Stripes, mm-hmm. Meatballs. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Just doesn't matter. What else? Groundhog Day. Well, he's the strongest in Groundhog Day. Let me say that because yeah. Chris Elliott tries to take it from him, but it just doesn't. <laughs> not as not as greatly as him. Mm-hmm. He he's he's another instance though. At least at least with Peter Venkman, we're like, yeah, the comic relief is the lead. Yeah. Also, which mm-hmm. we touched yes. upon with Gilligan's Island, but really there have not been a ton of other ones that we've brought up after that. Right. Where where the you know they get to be the lead also. Well, mm-hmm. I was I had one, but you're all gonna make fun of me. Something to say it. <laughs> say, it, say, it, say it. Say it. I want to hear it now. Now you gotta say <laughs> Tell it. it. It's David Addison in Moonlighting. Oh, okay. Oh, oh tremendously. Oh. Yeah, tremendously. That that goes without saying. You could even say the same with um. All right, for, guys. Um, Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you had Moonlighting yeah. on your bingo card for Frank at home, if you're playing the home version. Then yeah. Yes, Moon- yeah. got- it's been a couple episodes since I mentioned that show, so <laughs> you know I know it's been a dry spell for a lot of you, but uh, yeah, Moonlighting. David Addison. He was the comic relief, and he was the lead. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another character that definitely takes the the air out of the room, or takes the, the pomposity out of the room, and make, you know, right. definitely would make fun of whatever situation they were in yeah. for sure. So, but yes, in case you in case you're wondering, uh, that it, I would I would get to uh, back to moonlighting at some point. Yeah, mm. there's there's a show you have to watch for moonlighting fans. Uh, give me a second to think of it. You guys can go ahead. I'll come back with it. But <laughs> there's a show. That you, Frank, should especially watch the first episode, and you'll understand okay. exactly. Okay. I have a classic film one. Ooh. I don't know how many people are familiar with, but uh, mm-hmm. for my classic film one, it is the character Kikuchio, played by Toshiro Mifune in Seven mm. Samurai. Ah. Oh yeah, sure. He plays the. He's kind yeah. of the yeah. the buffoon. Of the of the of elite the, team the group. that's getting mm-hmm. put together to defend this village, the reluctant mm-hmm. one, the one who's not as doesn't seem to be a skilled, the one who doesn't seem to be taking anything seriously, mm-hmm. and laughs yeah. at inappropriate times, and in their seriousness is the one that always, you know, is looking at it from a different angle that only he sees as funny, but he definitely sees as funny, and but he's also the emotional heart of the movie, so mm-hmm. like. If there's a driving character in that movie, it's it's kind of him in the ensemble of a big ensemble movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, he's one that 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 jumped out to me a lot. It's uh, he just he grows as the movie goes and represents some things. He's not a samurai; he's more of a commoner that mm. becomes mm. a samurai than a samurai at the time and in, in that period that the film is representing, where samurai samurais have lost their kind of nobility that he's one who started out not noble and kind of moves up into samurai levels. Uh, and it's an interesting angle, but 
yeah, he's definitely played as like a drunkish buffoon, not taking things seriously in that yeah. movie. And is supposed he's to dirty, be dirty, unkempt yeah. a lot. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> until he, until he has to turn serious until it, until it becomes serious. That was something I was thinking about when we were talking about Avatar. I thought about Iroh as well. Iroh plays a lot of comic relief in a lot of the times for mm-hmm. for a totally different setting, right? When we, when we have the two yeah. camps kind of apart from one another. Yeah. And then when it's time to get serious, right. you know, obviously Uncle, Uncle Iroh dispenses like boatloads of wisdom. So Right. Yeah. I mean, it would just be too much angst to have mm-hmm. to be just stewing <laughs> with Zuko that whole right. time. Like you right. need somebody right. yeah. to, to temper right. that angst. Yeah. And that is... And that is Iroh. Sure. All right. I'm going to throw one out. Do we dare? Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. That's what. That's, forced. Whole, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Forced okay. comic relief. Yes. The forced, forced awakens. Comic relief. <laughs> yeah, Gone yeah. too far. Yeah. yeah. You, that's what you say, Tommy. Like, well, like I mean, yeah. an attempt. We need this character. This character is, is, is necessary, but uh, didn't land. Did not I mean, land. I mean, I think it's one of those things where I like I was talking about it with a buddy of mine who's got a young kid and like, as, you know, ever since I heard the re- the reframing idea of like we put him in there for kids, it's there for kids, you know, I could see it, you know, from that angle. I it just, you know, seeing it as, you know, an adult, it just was like, God, <laughs> you're, this kid's just trying way too hard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, it's, then, but it's an element that didn't need it. Um, at, I mean, they put the Ewoks for kids, but at no point is um any of the Ewoks trying to do bits you know during yeah, the course they do. of the movie yeah, yeah they, they do. do some bits and then and you get chewbacca and in, in return <laughs> okay, of the jedi I, chewbacca does the tarzan right. yell in the middle okay. of the fight all right don't come for me i'm like jar jar wow <laughs> yes your memory is faulty when it comes to the us <laughs> no 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 it's not faulty i blocked that out on purpose i was, it was gonna the say one... you just forgot yeah. No, no no i, I meant to forget uh, again, I, I enjoy that movie i just don't care for them as much but we were all kids when the Ewoks came out, and I right. think that's where we rewrite yeah. it in our collective memories. Yes, yeah. but I, I think, but I mean, also the fact that he's, you know, he's he's a he's a you know he's damn near a racist caricature. Also, <laughs> damn near. I know. That's why I said it. That's yeah. why I said it because he's clearly he's clearly he is. I know he clearly is. He's yes. so transparent. It's not even. Oh my god! It's not even funny. Yeah, but. But just that, like, there's that, and then, um, but again, like those movies have comic. Those Star Wars movies have comic relief already built into them, right? Yes, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And we know what we're talking about, right? R two D two, right? The droids. Yes. It's the droids. <laughs> yes. The droids are yes. built to be, you know, to, to be exposition at points, as also comic relief. Right. Yeah. Right. You know that they're also the through line through all those movies. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. we had the, you know, you have those pieces. Which also goes back to some other Akira Kurosawa comic relief. Ah, <laughs> ah, there because it is. they're they're drawn from the Hidden Fortress, which is another ah. uh, Akira Kurosawa samurai film where mm-hmm. a warrior has to rescue a princess mm. uh, with the help of two bickering peasant farmers. Well, there you go, and there, mm-hmm. and that's that's where um, George Lucas was inspired for R two D two and C three PO was these <laughs> two. Inspired. <laughs> Inspired. <laughs> it was these two bickering uh, peasant farmers from yes. The Hidden Fortress, which is another great film to check out if you've not seen it. Ah. Another great classic film. <laughs> ah, and, and, and for Frank, if you're wondering, the name of that show is called Champagne, Illinois. It streams currently on uh, Hulu. Okay. You don't got to watch the whole series, just mm-hmm. the first episode, and you'll That's see exactly okay. what I'm asking. Yeah, for okay. you 
Moonlighting Excellent. fan. Yes. Nice. All right. So we're going to start winding down and we're going to come up with, um, actually first, do you guys have anybody else on the list that you want to get out before, before we start winding out and doing, um, you know, who should wear a comic relief hat who has not yet before. The only other one I had that I can get into also another zany superhero one, but that is squirrel girl mm-hmm. who started okay. on a zany superhero team, the great lakes Avengers that yes. were supposed to be a comedy version of, Avengers and West Coast Avengers, but taken even further to the middle of the country, <laughs> uh, which had other characters like Flat Man, whose only ability was he could become flat. Yes. And Doorman, who had the ability to for people to pass through him <laughs> like he's a door. Yes. Um, but it is funny, though, because she somehow took on a life of her own. And then like yeah. outside of it, out even coming from a team of zany characters like she's the one that went on to bigger, bigger things and, and kind of became a staple mainstay in the other, in the Marvel universe. She appeared in the new Avengers run yep. as like the nanny for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones's kid in the comics because they had a, a child there. And yeah, in different comics, she had defeated Galactus or Dr. Doom or Thanos at different times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, like she, she's the one that, that took on a life of her own and, and, grew out of a completely comic relief team to become a super comic relief character. Yeah. You know, that's uh, you, saying that that's the same trajectory as what well. Harley Quinn, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. For to be the funniest person in the room coupled with the Joker. Yeah. She that's, that was her. Yeah. It was, it came from slight to big to <laughs> stand alone. Right. Forgot about her. All right, so we are going to go around then, and we'll say uh, who's a character who doesn't commonly wear the comic relief hat, um, who we'd like to see try and pull it off sometimes. Uh, but first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally, if you have any ideas for a topic, send them away on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right, who wants to go first? And I'll say I was having trouble coming up with a specific one myself, and mm. I haven't quite yet. But what I like is when we see the serious characters be kind of forced into a comic relief situation. And, and I'm thinking, like in this case, a good example of that is um, the Justice League animated episode where Batman has to sing in old, oh, in old yeah. standard to that. save <laughs> Wonder say Woman and, and, and say things him. like that. Like that's what I'd like to see. So something where it's a character like Batman who's super serious all the right. time in that situation. So I mean I haven't thought of other specific outside of that. That is a great example in a great episode. Um Wonder Woman gets turned into a pig. Yeah. In mm-hmm. that episode. And uh yeah, something like that is all I was thinking of. I mean, Superman sometimes too, though he is a little lighter and he doesn't take himself as seriously as Batman. But he can be in that situation as well too sometimes. I think the animated series shows its comedic talents brilliantly for Superman. Mm-hmm. But for Batman... For Superman? Yeah. Okay. If you ever read Batman Universe, he takes light of his situations in a, in a, in a way that's plausible for Bruce in which mm-hmm. he he sees the absurdity of some things and makes comments or says or if you read the, the book you definitely see him not being as serious but at the same token he doesn't 
not take things seriously. It's just he there's a more lighthearted way of doing things as opposed to the grim reaper of uh, of the superhero right. universe that we're so uh-huh. used to him becoming. He's not emo. <laughs> and he and he understands the absurdity of a situation and, and or the irony depending on the situation. But I always, always will push Batman Universe from DC in which uh Ryan Michael Bendis shows um how diverse Batman can truly be if you allow him to be. Okay. Yeah, I think the role kind of plays a little easier to Batman just because it is such a, a bigger contrast with him than Superman, mm-hmm. right? Where Superman has those moments too where he can be it. But yeah, I think, I, you know, I feel like those moments are more memorable when it's Batman in that in that role, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. The one that I was thinking of that, that I would, I'd like to see more of that doesn't really get to do it as much was uh, Captain America. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because I think it's one of those things where, like, I, when I think of him being the character being kind of funny or being kind of playful, like, there's an, there's an issue of this goes way back, of um, I think it's Morrison Skrull Kill Crew, right. where you where you got Captain America at the airport using his shield to play peekaboo with the baby. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Which is great. And then the other one that I always think of is when in uh, Age of Ultron, when um, Maria Hill is talking, they're walking together, and she's talking about the fact that you know. Um, the the kids basically you know, the the intel they're getting is the kids allow themselves to be experimented on, mm-hmm. and and Captain America says, well, yeah, who what, what kind of you know what kind of horrible person would let themselves be experimented on by a German scientist in order to <laughs> help their country, you know, right? And yeah. and it's a he dry like he delivers it dryly and it's great, yeah. You know that one's one of my favorite you know one of my favorite bits in in that movie is him delivering that line because it's not something he normally does and it's not done in a way that's out of character. Right. So I'd like to see, I'd like to see more, you know, a lot of times Cap is either, you know, stalwart and true, which is what you want, or it's kind of like, oh, I can't believe this is America or this is what we do here, you know. Right. But it's very rare that you get to sort of see Cap like loose and happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'd like to see, I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's rare too when the comic relief doesn't stem from like, what's a light bulb? Right. (laughs) Right. I've never you know used I mean? an ATM, you know. Long <laughs> right. distance call. What's that? You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of want to see Wonder Woman funny. She would have to be mm-hmm. funny, right? Yeah. Just because <laughs> she's coming to she's coming from a place of serenity and peace. And just to see the absurdity of certain things happen on a casual basis is not without its uh, you know, its its own certain perspective. Right. Yeah, I mean, she's her on place, my list too. She, she comes from a place of monsters and gods, so you know, it's just like yeah. y'all doing what now? You know that. Well, that, she would have to think that 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 man and man's world is just absurd, right? I would think so. Laughably so, I would think. Yeah, yeah. kind of like we. I mean, you get a little bit in 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 dark in um, New Frontier when she tells off Superman. Yes, yes, you do. You know when she's when she's liberated the village and she basically tells Superman to go pound sand. You know. There's, there's definitely, you know, it's not, it's not mean, but she's definitely like, you know, <laughs> I'm just telling you how it is, dude. Right. Yeah. Well, you come <laughs> and off, I, and yeah. I think there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think there should be more of that. I think that's one of the things that I'm surprised never really bled into her character. Yeah. Which I thought was weird. Like I right. thought that was certainly someone, right. someone would take that, that tact and run with it, but no one seems yeah. to have really done that. So. Yeah, when she's basically like, this, Superman shows up with you know orders from the president, and she's uh-huh. like, "Well, you go do what your president wants you to do. I'm gonna, <laughs> right, right. I'm gonna do this." 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Spaceman. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, this one was hard, Clifton, I think. Right? Yeah. Because, like, we talked about also in so many instances where, like, somebody can, for a moment, wear this mm. hat. And it happens more times than you think. But, uh, so I just, I'm, uh, like, for a minute, I was just thinking, like, who, who it's, like, one of the most, like, serious, depressing characters I could think of. And, mm. like, so I was like, mm, maybe the guy from Gladiator. Like, <laughs> he needs to tell more jokes. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, sure. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I'm still kind of, like, like, not really landed on one. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know. I, I for, for for knee jerk for some reason I, I'm I'm like thinking Morpheus from the Matrix. Okay. I don't know why, yeah. but it's like, you know, like we know Lawrence Fishburne's got chops. Right. He's funny, right? But it's like I don't think there's a single joke from that character. What in Matrix? Yeah, there is. There, there might be that. something dry. There might be something yeah. dry. Right. It is, but <laughs> it's dry. Like the fact is, you think that's air you're breathing? You know, it, the whole bit mm. in the in the virtual reality where he's breathing heavy to fight. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say it's like Morpheus from Sandman. <laughs> oh no, no, no! no. Oh, that's well, a depressing yeah, thought, but going yeah. along with what you yeah. were saying though, too, with um, with Cap, I think Cyclops. I think Cyclops needs to, yeah, more more so for the audience. I think the audience needs to see him relax. Yeah, a bit. I mean, you get you get a little bit, in, you get a little bit of, of beginning of New X Men with Morrison, and it's it's a fun. Mm-hmm. It's one of my again. It's one. It starts from the very beginning. It's one of my favorite bits. Is when Wolverine is just still carving up a Sentinel. And Cyclops lying to him is like, I think it's done, Logan. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. And I agree with you. I think it would be nice to see him, you know, loosen up a little bit. Again, he's, you know, he's. I, I love the character, but at the same time, it'd be nice. Yeah, I'm sure. Slim, no. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Slim's got jokes. Yeah, yeah. but no, what, what Zach was saying, I would like him to be the Mister Mister Miy- Miyagi comedy, mm-hmm. in which mm-hmm. it's he's, he's. I mean, you know how in Karate Kid, Mister Miyagi's funny, but it's not in a direct insulting. It's like. But being stupid, come on, you know. Right, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's in a mentor role, definitely for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi's line about never being attacked by a tree—it's his explanation for why mm-hmm. he won't chop through a tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's weird when I—I I would like to see them do that for uh, the Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been for a while. His, his perspective is keen, especially yeah. with you know mind reading. He gets a little bit in the Giffen of the Matias stuff. He does a little bit here and there. Yeah, but I'm tired of the Oreo bit. That's a, well. Uh, that's again. That's one of those one note things where like, yeah, you know, it was a joke, you know, and then someone's like, that's the joke forever. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know. But I agree with you. I liked it. It's it's good, but it's not. It doesn't should inform his entire character. Yes, I agree. Right. <laughs> All right, so that's it for comic relief characters. As always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmeknowhowitis.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time. Thanks for coming. 